0: Hello everybody, my name is Marshall, though some of you may know me as Boo from Boo.Doodles, and welcome to the DoodleCast. This is my little podcast on my corner of the internet where I would like to shed some light on the modern artist and the new and different kinds of art forms that are out there, given 2020 and the pandemic. Things have definitely changed in the world of the modern artist, and I find it extremely fascinating. So, this is for anybody who wants to support the artist community, anybody who wants to learn how to start drawing and how to get into the art community, or anybody who's just generally curious. This is a little passion project of mine, so I hope you guys enjoy, but this first episode is going to be more about introducing myself and getting to know your host. Though, the first thing I need to say is that I am in no way, shape, or form any sort of college-level, big, hotshot artist or anything like that. I am just like any of you guys, I draw, I can't draw hands, it's always hard to draw the other eye, and I have my worst drawings, let's just say. So I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do or how to do art, I'm just trying to help out and be able to give a positive place for people in the art community to go and ask questions and get some answers because I know that there are a lot of different answers and it's hard to find ones that fit you and your art style it's for everyone here. So before I kick off this first episode, I'd just like to say that if you guys have any sort of topics or questions that you'd like to hear on the podcast, let me know at boo.doodles on TikTok, Coffee, Redbubble, Instagram, the whole nine yards. Follow and leave a message and tell me a little about yourself. And I'd love to feature people. I have a couple artists coming up that I have already talked to and I'm going to be talking about their art on the podcast. So if you're interested on in being in the podcast, please let me know. Now, to get started, I started drawing back in third grade when I was very little, and I was a huge fan of One Direction, that's when they first came out, and they first started getting really popular, and of course, my obsessive heart really, really, really wanted to give them fan art and everything, because I thought that was the coolest thing that you could draw somebody and show somebody else how you see them. So I looked up a tutorial and I found one on YouTube under, I believe the channel was fun to draw. I will be talking about that channel later and in my inspiration video. But I found the channel and I watched the video over and over and over. It was a chibi Harry Styles drawing. I went through like 80 pieces of printer paper and two pencils and sharpened them down to the nub. And I just remember my room looking like a mess. And I finally came up with the perfect one. Or at least what was perfect in my tiny mind. Though, looking back on it, it wasn't exactly perfect. It kind of looked like a nightmare. But in my head, I was like, you know, this is the top tier, big brain moment. Best art ever, Picasso. But I look back on my drawings now and I'm just glad that... I wasn't as self-critical then, (laughs) or I definitely would've stopped, but at the time, I felt really proud of what I did, so I continued, and around this time, I also started watching anime, Studio Ghibli, things like that, and that's usually where people who have more of an anime cartoonish style kind of start, because I was so inspired by all the bright colors and the fantasy worlds, and... Character design, that is something that definitely interested me, was a lot of character design. So I started practicing a lot of my younger characters. They were usually aliens. I don't know why, but I was always obsessed with aliens. Or I would do fan art of things like from Adventure Time, Powerpuff Girls, definitely a lot of Gravity Falls stuff. Um, And I'd try to create monsters that could be in those worlds. And it just kind of rocketed off from there because I was so inspired by all of this creativity around me. Because when I was little, my parents kept me in the house a lot. So it was hard and we had to entertain ourselves, me and my sister. So this was something that could kind of be my own personal thing and something I could do no matter where I was. I could always pick up a pencil and doodle. But eventually art actually became a coping mechanism for me personally i have things like add depression anxiety you know as lots of other people do and during school it would be hard to focus for me i was bouncing off the walls a lot i couldn't keep my focus on the teacher at all um i actually had a time where i broke out of a preschool and i broke a baby lock on the door (laughs) and my dad luckily was coming to pick me up and I guess my tiny brain decided that it was time to leave so I broke the baby gate and broke the baby lock on the door and I ran and then my parents told me that apparently they called me a runner because I did this frequently and I almost got hit by a car but my dad picked me up and was like "What are you doing and I was like I'm bored which happened very frequently so drawing became something that I could do during class that wasn't wrong because you know banging your head on the desk and or running laps in the back was wrong for some reason (laughs) but i could doodle while paying attention and it actually helped heighten my listening skills because if i was able to focus on the paper and put all of my energy that was extra or sporadic into the drawing i actually could process auditorially auditorially something like that (laughs) a lot better so as i learned more about my mental illnesses and how to maintain them i grew personally along with my art so that's something that i've always treasured and i've always loved about my art style because i can always see where i was mentally at that point on the paper depending on how i drew eyes or how I drew body types, or when I was going through my gay crisis because I only drew women with big boobies. <laughs> so it just became something that was a part of everyday life. I couldn't stop. It was almost like addicting, but peeling in a way. So I started hoarding sketchbooks and hoarding any of the how to draw books at the end of Michael's and i started hoarding pencils and pens and carrying them around with me everywhere i went i mean i got really serious with it i used one of those things that's supposed to hang off the back of your door for shoes and i filled it with markers the more expensive like copics that i saved up for the like five dollar markers like five dollars per marker were at the very top and i barely used them And then all of my Crayola markers or like crayons I'd hoarded from wherever I got them, like I took them from school or I just saved them from Christmas, went towards the bottom. And I would bring it with me wherever I went. And whenever I spilled it, it was a disaster just because there were probably about a couple hundred markers in that one thing. And... I was the kid who ran down the hallways, I'm very sorry, but I was. So when I would run and then eventually inevitably trip, it would go everywhere. So I was a bit obnoxious with it, but hey, it's fine. (laughs) And I eventually got my first criticism when I was drawing in sixth grade. And it broke my heart. I remember drawing Fiona um, because that's when the Fiona and Cake episodes of Adventure Time started coming out. And this girl looked over at me and she goes, the boobs look sideways. And for me, that broke my heart because I was like, the boobs need to be symmetrical. And this, and this, and this, and this. And then the teacher came over and I had added like cleavage in the shirt or something. Like a tiny amount of cleavage. But the teacher was like, this is so inappropriate. Even though she was like fully clothed, she was like, I can't believe that you would add that to a drawing. So nobody liked my boobs. (laughs) My drawing boobs. And it broke my heart for a bit. I actually switched over from drawing only women to drawing only men. Um, But again, that was also during my panic of finding out that I'm pansexual <laughs> and I would refuse to draw any sort of ladies like if I had to draw a woman I would give them a man's body and I didn't give two dams about what anybody said you got a boy body <laughs> so that was hard but I always remember it because it pushed me to go further and start improving because I feel like even when you're little and you're still figuring out what your hobbies are and things are. If you take something seriously, there's always a point where you realize that you need to start improving by pushing yourself and not just staying in your comfort zone. So I looked at other references besides the shows I already looked at. I looked at more YouTubers. I kind of widened my horizons a bit. And I, you know, took little things from different artists I saw, little tips and tricks and tutorials, and eventually conglomerated my own style, though after that obviously the criticism never stopped. That's just one thing that is hard about being an artist is that everybody has an opinion, and you don't want to hear it sometimes, but they're going to tell you it, especially if you're on Reddit. (laughs) So even throughout high school that was a hard thing for me to learn. And actually by doing this podcast, I'm trying to challenge myself to, you know, accept criticism more and be more open-minded just because that really is what can help you fuel your fire for improvement and fuel your fire for getting out there and trying new things. That's definitely how I actually started digital, which was about a year ago now. I got an iPad for my birthday and an Apple Pencil because I wanted to try Procreate. I used a Wacom tablet for a couple years beforehand, and I used GIMP. It was a free art program that was made by students. Um, trying to find that on the internet was scary. But anyway, <laughs> and I practiced a lot but looking back at it i have no hand-eye coordination whatsoever so trying to draw on the tiny tablet versus the screen and the lack of materials in the free program just kind of you know turned out interesting so i gave up on that for a bit and i did a lot of traditional a lot of marker drawings and i got the same notebook for I believe 4 years straight. I forgot what it was called, but I remember it was a B-theme company and they had these perfect marker sketchbooks and I would just go through them like crazy. But they only had them in one size, so I only knew how to draw on one scale unless if I would practice painting on a canvas or something. But I saw so many digital artists on Instagram cuz that's kind of when I started my drawing account and I loved the cleanness of the lines and the variety of colors and the fact that you didn't have to pay for extremely extremely expensive markers every time one dried out, or desperately get water or use alcohol or something to try and get the rest of the ink out. So I begged my parents for an iPad for my 18th birthday and that's what I got. But my first Procreate drawings aren't exactly great, because I was- again, this is where mental health can take a toll on your ability or your creativity. It looked awful. (laughs) Um, That's also when I believe Animal Crossing first came out, because it came out a couple days after my birthday. But- I drew Isabel, and she kind of looks like a gremlin, and all my lines were super wobbly because I did not know anything about streamline, so of course me was like, yeah, I'll just draw straight lines the way I normally do, not realizing how sensitive the pens are, and it looked like garbage, but I posted it, and I posted it on TikTok too because by then I actually had a decent following because I participated in the is Honest um, challenge. If you don't know what that was, that was a channel called Unis Honest who only had their channel out for one year and just did random fun stuff and the whole point of the channel was the fact that it was going to be deleted in a year. So they did a challenge where for every day of March you had to do something. Um, I believe mark was learning how to juggle um, or I saw other people learning how to I don't know tie their shoes (laughs) so I decided to practice drawing hands because I have never been good at hands I hate hands I hate hands with a passion if like I'm really good at drawing masculine hands because I have very manly manly hands so square boxy hands I'm fine but when it comes to delicate and dainty ones I am so horrible. (laughs) But I actually did improve a lot from that challenge so my videos got a big boost from that just because I feel like a lot of people really do like to see gradual progress and it makes them feel happy because sometimes you feel like you're in a ditch so seeing other people make progress you're like yeah that motivates the hell out of me. (laughs) But I posted it and I thought it was gonna get like a thousand views or whatever like my other videos had been getting. And it got, I think, maybe like 50 for the first couple weeks. And then a comment that just said, you suck. Another one that said, this looks like a gremlin. And the last one was, I'm scared. (laughs) And that didn't do good for my self-esteem. I was really in the dumps after that because I was known for doing such great drawings at my school. And, you know... I was a school artist, as you will, because once you can draw at least a little bit better than average, that's kind of like your title in high school and even middle school, too. But I didn't mind it. But I just felt like I completely plateaued from where I was and where I thought I was going. So it encouraged me to keep watching tutorials, to look up new tutorials on Procreate, because for a while I fell out of trying to improve because i thought i just hit my mark i was like this is it this is all i'm gonna do can't improve already great can't improve perfection and again looking back on those drawings even from a year ago i just look at these little details that i realize now i could have you know done different or better and i'm just (gasps) i am disturbed at myself And those videos really inspired me and i learned a lot especially from other artists that i followed on instagram that is what i usually use though i scroll through tiktok like crazy um and just asking them questions dming them be like hey you know i'm a fellow artist do you have any tips do you use procreate what do you like about your software you know how do you use your apple pencil or what are your settings and just comparing and contrasting and seeing how you guys differ and how you guys are similar and maybe what you can change to help improve yourself even the slightest bit even if it's just changing a small setting but you feel like maybe your liner is a bit more clean um, your shading looks softer just little things like that were amazing to me so that's what I want to provide with this podcast is another reference for self-improvement or just a reference for A good laugh and a story about how I can't draw the other eye either and how every time I do it, it kind of looks like a weird banana even though I'm trying to make it look like somebody's winking. Because the danger of all of this social media is that we're constantly comparing and putting ourselves down because other artists and I feel like that shouldn't be the end result. We should be inspired by each other though even i do it, it's very easy to fall into a habit of scrolling through instagram and seeing somebody who did you know a beautiful side profile or amazing hands and you just feel crappy because they got a thousand likes and you only got two because even those kinds of people they have their off days too and they might be here thinking the same thing and just comparing their art to yours and thinking that theirs is trash even though just because somebody's art style is different than yours doesn't make it better or worse it just makes it unique and at the end of the day we are all our own worst critic so it can feel nice to just have a place to realize that you're not alone in that but along with that you can definitely expect more tips on how you can start out as artist because i understand how difficult it can be and how daunting it can be So that's what the first episodes are going to be geared towards, though, obviously, like I said, even more experienced artists and artists who've been in the game for a while can use those videos or podcasts as reference for self-improvement. I'll also be going over the different kinds of media because there are so many out there than just, you know, painting, sketching, digital versus traditional. I'll actually be going over some cosplay, fashion, cosmetology, songwriting, and I'll be talking to other people about that as well for areas that I'm lesser experienced in. I'm actually a cosmetologist in my day-to-day life and that is a huge part of art for me. It's not just the digital drawings I do, it's also the hair and makeup I do that I take a lot of pride in on my artistic ability because I get to help others see themselves the way they want to see themselves or I get to improve and enhance their self-confidence just by these little tiny details and it's amazing to me that is definitely another form of art. And once again, if you have any suggestions for different forms or different types that maybe you don't hear or see a lot about, I would love to hear about it so that way I can do some personal research myself and definitely connect with other people so that way we can get an episode out for you guys. And my personal favorite topic or topic that I'm excited about is current art movements that have actually affected the world and affected the lives of many people recently and also how COVID has actually affected the world of art and art industry as a whole because I've actually seen a lot of people who have made art their full-time job during COVID because you know they got laid off at their regular job or things like that and were able to take advantage of that opportunity of time to self-improve and to learn and to grow their business. But at the same token, I've seen the opposite where people have fallen out of it. It was their original job, but again, with the mental health, it tanked and they just didn't have inspiration and it took a toll on them. That will definitely be episode where I would love some feedback from you guys so that way I can include as many stories as possible because COVID truly did affect everyone. And I feel like we all need to vent about it we all just need to have a good ranting session. I feel like that would really bring all of that weird 2020-ness that's kind of crossed over into 2021 away. (laughs) And basically anything you guys want to talk about, this is really a podcast for you all. But now that you guys have gotten a little bit about me and a little bit about my background and what is to come with this podcast, I am going to end this first episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to check out all of my social media at boo. That's B-O-O dot doodles. D-O-O-D-L-E-S or Art on Instagram and make sure to send me a message. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Tell me what you like to hear and tell me where you want this to go. I hope you guys are excited as I am for this podcast. It's been a long time in the making of me scripting out different things for each episode and I'm excited to finally get this little dream of mine off the ground. But other than my rambling, Thank you guys again so, so much for tuning in. Look out for the next episode. I don't have a specific release schedule yet, but it'll curate as time goes on. I'm assuming it'll probably be one episode per week. So if you happen to see new episodes pop up, be sure to tune in. And until next time, doodle on!